What is up, everybody? My name is Brian, and you are listening to the Misfit Sessions podcast. We have a special guest today, so just hold on, and here we go. As always, I'm joined with my co-host, Chris Spencer, the owner-operator of Max Fit Meals and Nutrition, uh, Barney's Blend, Forbidden Labs, and uh, you name it, he's part of it. Max Fit Meals. Max Fit Meals. MaxFitMeals.com. Brand new website coming. Very soon. Within a week. So, and Chris, speaking of brand new websites, let's talk about me, which I, I love to do, but we do have a brand new website for Barney's Blend. Barney'sBlend.com is, is up and running. We're... we're getting ready to like do a full-on launch here in the next couple days i would say it's probably about five days away it's out uh but as far as like pushing it out to the masses Good. we're getting ready to launch everything nice. so well well enough about us and what we're doing we got a guy who's doing some amazing stuff um dropped an amazing book this week right this week on monday on monday available yes. where amazon the link is actually in the description for is the it? for the um for the show, yes, the links in the description. So we are super weird. Number one bestseller on the first day. Is it really? That's yes. amazing. And uh, we actually, right now, are, um, as of yesterday, actually, we were sitting at number 33 in new releases in one of my like big, hairy, audacious goal categories, yeah. which was, uh, which was uh, personal transformation. Wow. Okay. And, um, Guess who's number one in that category? Tell me. Oprah Winfrey. Wow, and you're number 33? And I was number 33. That is a huge... Now, we dropped a little bit, people. We dropped a little bit in the rankings this morning. So click that link in the description. So we need need to go back up. I'm not trying to displace the queen because she's the queen of positivity. We all love a little Oprah. And we know that everything Oprah touches turns to gold. So I need a little bit of that Midas touch on this book. How, How do they get you? How do they get you to that number one? Or I guess we're not going for number one. We get you to to climb that ladder. What's the what's sales? The solution? Sales. Go yeah. in there. Buy a book. Sales. So. Sales of the paperback book, which is on sale right now okay. until Friday, which is tomorrow, uh, for twelve ninety nine. Okay. And uh, and then leaving reviews, of course. You know, going okay. on after you've after you've read it, either the Kindle version or the paperback version okay. of this beautiful book right here. And leave a review. And one of the things that separates this book, and then we're going to stop talking about this book, and we're going to talk about how we can change your life. Um, it one of the things that makes this special, besides the incredible endorsements that I got mm-hmm. from Lou Holtz and Mel Robbins and people like that, is the fact that the book actually includes a journal after the four main parts, where you actually engage with questions that I've outlined for you to help you process the lessons that that main characters teach because it is a fictional story that will lead readers to the truth. Wow, that's amazing. Now, yesterday I caught your uh, Instagram TV post and uh, you, you were like, uh, who's, who's uh, Stasi Schroeder, right? Yeah. And uh, uh, it was, I looked her up after. <laughs> yeah, so my wife is like a huge uh, uh, fan of the, the reality TV show that she's on. So I kind of chuckled to myself and I was like, <laughs> It's funny because we watched the, you know, I watched the episodes with her and, um, and uh, we watched the episode where she's like writing the book and going through the process. And, yeah. it, and in, if for somebody that's not like a writer, an author, 
you know, it can be qu- quite a quite a task. So um, before we get on into all the other stuff, just walk us through the process of like how long it took yeah. and, and, and the process of writing a book. Because there might be a lot of people out there that are mm-hmm. watching us that have interest in doing it and just have nowhere, no no idea where to start. Yeah, so the, the first part of the process, and I, and I just want to touch on the Stassi Schroeder thing real quick, because I literally did not know who yeah. she was. Yeah, I got that. And... And I thought she was a stand-up comedian or something. But right. she's like a Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, character. Vanderpump Rules. Like she's, I mean, she's a influencer, just like yeah. you know a lot right. of people. But yeah. that's, I mean, yeah. she wrote to her audience, obviously. Right. Yeah, and it, and it's crushing it. It's right. It's actually Oprah's number one. She's number two, and she's like top in the top ten like three different times for yeah. the paperback and yeah, hardback totally, and all that yeah. stuff. So. so good for you, Stassi. Is that how you say it? Stassi, Stassi shorter. Yeah, good for you, Stassi. We're celebrating you. Um, the process. The process is so important. Because, in fact, one of my guests that I had on my show was uh, a guy by the name of Eli Bremer, and he is a pentathlete. He's an Olympic athlete, uh, he, and a pentathlete that compete in five different sports. And I was talking to him about the process of preparing to, to compete at that level, and one of the things he said about the, the pro- that process of being a competitor is that you have to stop focusing on winning and start focusing on being good because you can win by accident, but you can only be good on purpose. Wow, that's deep. And I was like, boom, my mind blew up on that one. And and so I took that same approach to how I wrote the book. I didn't write the book with the intention of trying to be number one, mm-hmm. right? I wrote the book, the moment I decided to write the book, I knew I had this message that needed to be communicated. And if I died without having put that message out into the world, then my four kids, yes, I have four children and I do know how it happens. (laughs) My four children would be worse off for it. Right. And so I just went to work one step at a time. And the very first thing is what I would do is I would actually, I, I, I believe in God. So I have a prayer and meditation time that, in the morning, mm-hmm. and I would visualize this the book. I would visualize the message. I would visualize the scene, and I would do it so intensely that I would get emotional about wow. it. And then what I would do is I would take three by five cards, and I would write out these concepts from these three by. I would write the concepts on these three five by by five mm-hmm. cards, and then I would storyboard them out almost like a movie. And so each part of the book is kind of storyboarded out, and then I would write based on the three by five card that was in front of me. And I didn't focus on editing immediately mm-hmm. because I, I think that's actually the, the, the one of the biggest problems that people encounter is that as they're getting started doing anything, they, they constantly self-edit, mm-hmm. right? And it actually stops them. It actually builds up blocks and prevents them from realizing what they're capable of doing. So so the process is just starting. Visualization is huge. We could talk about that because sure. all sports and athletes and entrepreneurs need to incorporate visualization into their daily practice. Mm-hmm. Um, but just getting going and not editing until sure. you get almost done. So so can you can you you had mentioned BHAG, right? Big hairy yeah. audacious goal. Yeah. This comes from Jim Collins. Yeah book good to great which we've spoken here on many occasions i know you're a fan visual explain to me like your understanding of BHAG and visualization is there is there yeah. similarities i mean uh, yeah the, definitely did, you can 
so there's absolute uh, similarities. I mean, they're they're connected, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say you have a big, hairy, audacious goal. And let's and, explain. Let's just kind of walk this back Can, yeah. to explain to people what a big, hairy, audacious goal is. Somebody who's okay. never heard a podcast before. Real, real briefly, yeah. that way you can understand the concept. Well, Visualization is, is pretty under, easy to understand, but BHAG might be throwing people yeah. off. So we can. B, BHAG stands for Big, Hairy, Audacious Goal. And let's say that you're an athlete and you want to win a gold medal. That's a big, hairy, audacious goal. You know? Um, and uh, and so, what we do, it, it to incorporate that is like an athlete. If you if you if an, most athletes have coaches and and they're sports psychologists primarily, and what they'll coach their athletes to do is to actually visualize them getting off the blocks and running and sprinting. Mm-hmm. They'll they'll visualize the crowd. They'll hear the noises. They'll feel what they're feeling in their visualization process. But the biggest and most helpful thing that entrepreneurs and athletes that have taken visualization to the next level do is they actually insert in their visualization process adversity. Wow. Okay. So, for instance, they actually visualize getting a bad edit back. Right or um, the power not running when you open your doors for the first time, or getting off the blocks and tripping, or doing a having a false start. Right, mm-hmm. and the reason why that's important is because they prime themselves for how they could respond to it. Wow! Instead of react to it. Sure. And so it's 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 actually doing like a little mindset jujitsu wow. in advance. Amazing. And and so I d- I've done that. Uh, through, through, really throughout the last five years, and really in particular uh, in the last three, there's a there's a peak performance coach named Dr. Jim Aframow sure. who wrote a couple of really great books, The Champion's Mind mm-hmm. and The Champion's Comeback and The Young Champion's Mind. Mm-hmm. And he is an expert at visualization and coaching athletes and NFL players sure. and MLB players uh, on that process. Okay. Does that make sense? Oh, Is that 100%, helpful? 100% helpful all the way around. Was this a Mike Flynn BHAG, the book? This was like, this became a BHAG. Mm-hmm. This, this became, I never envisioned writing a book. So, so I, I'm a definitely a, a creative person. My dream in life was to be an actor. Okay. And uh, I actually was pursuing that. I had done some professional theater. I had done some independent uh, films, mm-hmm. um, and I was in the process of getting an agent, and I was being coached by people who were domain experts in that world to saying, hey, Mike, you're really good. You have a chance at doing this. Mm-hmm. But then someone came along who I love and respected who did not have any expertise in that domain mm-hmm. and said, you know what? You shouldn't do that because you're going to struggle. It's going to be hard. You're going to suffer. Mm-hmm. And I res- I wanted this person's attention so badly mm-hmm. that I, I listened mm-hmm. and I, I made a right turn okay and I went to college okay. and I switched my major to from radio television film mm-hmm. to business okay and I went and I worked for a PR firm mm-hmm. and then I uh, 15 years ago joined the family business doing something I swore I'd never do and then I and then I actually thrived in that okay. And, and I used to believe that all of this stuff 
mm-hmm. happen to me, right? Okay. Like all, like all of the the challenges, the the the, the rejection, the the regret of not having just pursued the acting career, mm-hmm. the being super successful in the financial services business right off the bat, and then almost losing everything in the financial crisis. I used to ha- carry so much resentment. Mm-hmm. But then what I came to realize beginning in 2011 is that I hold the power over those things. They don't hold the power over me. Right. And it's the same for all of us. And that is one of the core principles of the book is that the greatest crisis that we face as, a, as individuals is not a financial one. Mm-hmm. It's not being able to answer four fundamental questions. Okay. Who am I? Okay. How do I show up in the world? Mm-hmm. What do I do when I get there? Mm-hmm. And who do I do it with? Okay. Amazing. Now, now, expanding upon those questions, right? Like, can you give me examples of your own personal life what, uh, using those four questions? Yeah, sure. Sure. I mean, so uh, who am I, right? So that that is not a, a new question. I think so I, you're basically asking, look in the mirror. Is that yeah? Sort of you're thing? asking who I am. It's an existential. It's an an existential question. Like who am I? What am I here to facilitate? Right. Okay. And our narrative that we tell ourselves mm-hmm. drives how we answer that question. Mm-hmm. And usually, it's it's the result of our how we answer that question is how we understand the challenges that we face. Sure. And specifically failure. And so when we face hard things, when we do hard things and we fail, mm-hmm. we experience what uh, we can experience what psychologists refer to as identity foreclosure. Okay. But what we know as identity crisis. Sure. I am a failure. Who sure. am I? I'm a failure. Who am I? I'm fat. Who am I? I'm Fill in the blank, sure, right? Sure. And those narratives drive our life. Sure. Right. Sure. And so for me, I had my fourth son. Mm-hmm. I, have my, I, have, I have two girls, two boys. I had my my second son, rather, mm-hmm. my youngest. He's eight years old now. Mm-hmm. In December of 2010, at the end of the financial crisis, mm-hmm. and you know, I started in 2004. I was. Uh, Successful right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. We we closed, which can be a challenge. Yeah. Right? you know. I mean, I, you know, I had great I had great coaches and mentors along the mm-hmm. way, including my dad. Sure. Um, but I got really. The, by the way, the char- the main character in this book is a financial advisor. Um, that, you know, a little personal element there. Your father. No, myself. Yourself. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'm going to back this up yeah. again. Okay. So so. The identity crisis, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, not becoming the actor. Yeah. Was that something personally you struggled with? Beating uh, yeah. yourself up and letting that kind of be your own personal narrative totally. for a, because, a period of time. So this book is about you overcoming. Well, this book is or learning the the skills. This of, book is about the teaching you each of us through. This is a fictional story that will lead readers to okay. the truth, and it's based on tr- real people. Um, the ca- main character in the story is a guy by the name of Steve who happens to be a financial advisor because part of it I'm drawing from my own story. Okay. And he starts in this business really motivated to have a positive impact in the lives of others but then gets distracted by easy money Mm -hmm. and then a crisis happens. Mm -hmm. He loses his clients. 
his health goes in the in the crapper his mm -hmm. relationship with his family does too mm -hmm. and when when one of his main clients and dear friends leaves him mm -hmm. everything comes to a head and he nearly dies okay okay i did not nearly die okay. <laughs> just just to just to put, clarify to right clarify but okay. i i i came i i might as well i mean Emotion, you know, emotionally, emotionally dead. Yeah, yeah. okay. Definitely. Um, and then, then all this other stuff probably manifested the should have been an actor or a quit. Yeah. You know, like, so, like, I was at the at the rock bottom, and then all of a sudden, you know, like, well, the, look at this. Now, now here I am. I'm suffering. I'm struggling. I should have done that. What I wanted to do. There wasn't the easy money to kind because, of. Yeah. Because smooth I, all that stuff out and so here's, put in the background. Here's the truth yeah. about money. Okay? okay. Yeah. That everybody needs to, to hear. Financial, awesome. financial reward. <laughs> Okay, financial yeah. reward yes. is the result of an exchange in perceived value. Mm -hmm. Okay, I want to say that again. Financial reward is the result of an exchange of perceived value. Okay, mm -hmm. so if perceived value is subjective and can change, mm -hmm. why do we ever allow it to define who we are? Mm -hmm. Because perceptions change all the time. Absolutely. And so we owe it to ourselves and all of the key stakeholders in our life mm -hmm. to master who we are. Sure. Independent of any outcome. Sure. Because that will give us the ability to weather any storm. Sure. Sure. And, you know, I, I can speak for myself. We've, uh, we went through the same recession. I opened up this business 15 years ago. So it was in that window uh, causing a lot of you know, I don't know if it was necessarily easy money in the beginning, but there was money coming right from the get-go. And uh, there was no no sign uh, in my lack of experience at that particular time to know to, to prepare for that recession. And I, I too, hit rock bottom where, where I was the only employee I had, uh, had incredible amount of debt, um, lost faith in, in, in what I was doing personally, um, what I, I questioning constantly why I was doing this. I had a mis made a, a fundamental mistake with my life. Um, you know, I'm not a college graduate. I went immediately from stuff I was doing and in, into entrepreneurship. So there was uh, a different different time in space where we didn't have YouTube. You didn't have all the social you know social media stars, entrepreneurs, which I think are you know there's a lot of there's a lot of great things that come from that, right? Like. Mm -hmm. First, initially getting introduced to Gary V, and then, yeah, right. you know, the window opens up, and and we, we were talking actually before the podcast started about like entrepreneur celebrity status, um, and I, I'm happy that you're not really chasing that. You're what I get from you and somebody that little backstory. You know, we both are from Aptos. California, I think your brother and my brother are good friends, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, went to school together. Yeah, so your brother's a really, really genuine guy. I think he's got. Nice family going for himself as well. So one of the most likable guys, John, my brother John. Yeah, John Flynn uh, over there in Modesto or something like that. Yeah. Now, so hey, John, if you're watching, if What's you're up, not, John? if you're not, why aren't you? We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Right? You know, so, <laughs> um, so yeah, um, there's a backstory. You know, um, similar growing up, Aptos, altruistic place. You know, uh, overall, but the big big world is going to teach you some things. You know, and uh, um, I couldn't be where I am today without that 
grit it took to make it through that personal crisis. So just like you refine gold, how do you refine gold? You put heat to it. Right. Um, and, you know, I've quit at certain things in my life early on, and uh, I never quit at this. But Brian can attest to you, because uh, I don't know how much you follow us. Brian and I are both, at the time, we're competitors. He was the manager for the Vitamin Shop, which was the premier shop on the peninsula at that particular time. Not anymore. Um, not anymore. <laughs> but um, and we, as we stay humble, right? Um, but the, the main thing that I want to say is that I, I am thankful, and I'm sure you are for this crisis, right? Like, yeah. uh, I think every per- person on earth needs to go through... Well, it talks to the whole vi- visualization of adversity, right? Like, right. You actually, like that's kind of like revolutionary, or if, you, if you're not doing that, like if you just have a vision board on your wall and you want to have a nice car or you want to have a nice house or whatever... And you're not putting those things in front of you that, you, that you're going to run into, right? right? And you're just thinking to yourself, oh, as long as I put it on my vision board, um, it's going to happen. Well, right. yeah, but yeah. When, when, when it hits the fan, what are you going to do? Or you lose it. Right. Or, I mean, like, when, when it comes down to, like, I, I've, been, I've been doing the marketing thing for just about a year and a half mm-hmm. now with Chris mm-hmm. um, and venturing out on my own. And it's not easy. You know, it's not it's not easy to be um, constantly getting punched in the mouth. And if you're just going to put stuff on the board and not realize you're going to come into you're going to get punched in the mouth. Yeah, right? you're not. And and I don't think anybody sets out to to do the like to run into hard stuff, but it's right. going to happen. So so tell me, Mike, that stuff. So as we lay it on the table, that stuff is inevitable, right? Like, yeah, it's gonna and, and you were saying earlier that a lot of lot of successful people kind of plan for it right what is your book so taking chris 2008 is would your book have helped me in that time of need help me navigate this because i would at that time had no tools to mitigate the stress i had no tools i felt alone Mm -hmm. um i didn't have any mentors Um, yes uh, like i said before we live in in a world now where you can i have a mentor his name is andy frisella Brian shares that same mentor. Mm-hmm. I listen to Andy every day. I listen to your podcast, which we'll get into later. Didn't exist. Yeah. You know, at least I wasn't in my realm of understanding. I want to know how this your book could have helped Chris Spencer back in 2008. His lowest points when my vision board was not not getting a was Ferrari yeah. was uh, not bouncing a check that week, right? Yeah. Like getting off, uh, you know, to my, you know, going to my son's fourth birthday and not having to wa- work the whole store at some point. Yeah. You know? So, well, I, I want to. I'm going to answer that, and before I do that, I want to mention mention a couple other things. You you talked about earthquakes before. Sure. Where were you on on October seventeenth, nineteen eighty nine? I was in uh, La Selva Beach, California. My friend Brett Matalich and I were in his room. Uh, funny enough, we were walking home from the school bus, talking about earthquakes. We were both heavily into skateboarding. And uh, we were t- discussing about the next earthquake. Uh, once one occurs, and it happened to occur about an hour and a half later, we were going to hit the wall because my friend Brett, someone had told him that it's much more of a fun ride. So, <laughs> so as soon as that, we felt that earthquake rolling uh, on. We both looked at each other. I ran to a wall. He ran to a wall, and we both rode that sucker out. But oh my gosh. it rode a little longer than we expected. Yeah. And his mom was sleeping in the other room. Woke up screaming. We could hear chimneys fall. Um, pretty much everything, every bookcase, every kitchen, every item in the kitchen was breaking. 
I thought I was dead. So yeah, I mean, long story I, short, I, there you go. I owe you, your friend, and your friend's mother an apology because the earthquake's my fault because I disobeyed my mother. She she dropped my oh, she okay. she dropped off some groceries at five oh four in the evening. Mm-hmm. And she said, Michael, do not open that bag of Dorito chips until I get home. Oh, man, you are to blame. And she went to go pick up my sister, and I opened up the bag of Dorito chips, and no sec- no less than a second later, the whole world starts shaking. So you're not telling me you blamed yourself. I'm 10 years old. Not really. But yeah. I, I tell that anecdotally because what happens with earthquakes is that almost every time, mm-hmm. almost every time there's an earthquake, mm-hmm. there's an immediate deposit of gold made in the earth. Interesting. And I believe that there are clues throughout nature that we can learn from about how we master our own life. Mm -hmm. And so we all experience earthquakes in our life, Mm -hmm. right? And if we are aware, if we do the the work, we can discover the veins of gold that have been deposited along the way. Okay. But they're not apparent. They're not apparent to us on the surface, right? Just like gold... Or any precious metal is not, you can't see it with the naked eye. You have to mine for it, right? Right. And so to answer your question, mm-hmm. I think that this book would help anybody do that. Mm-hmm. Because in order for something to be true, mm-hmm. it has to be true for all people everywhere at all times. Okay. Past, present, and future. I see. And, and this book... Has is a, is a fundamental lesson that will lead readers to the truth that has always dwelt within them. So if you were to if you if this were at you know um, Crossroads Bookstore in Watsonville in 2008, mm-hmm. which it's no longer there, it's not unfortunately. Even there yeah, they're yeah. closed. Yeah. They're closed sadly because of a, 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 a gigantic medical uh, company uh, that talks about thriving, and they put in a small business out of business. Um, Anyway, we won't go there. But uh, uh, the you, if you had picked up Master the Key at Crossroads Bookstore, you and pick and within the first few pages, you would immediately relate to the to the uh, the character Steve. Okay. You would feel his pain. Okay. And he would feel your pain, and so there would be a shared relationship there. Mm-hmm. You would then. Uh, go through his journey of kind of waking up and, and the mentors that are along the way. And so they would serve as your mentors. Mm-hmm. And then at his main mentor, who happens to be a janitor in this case, would give him a journal mm-hmm. to help Steve, the main character, process the lessons that the janitor is teaching him. Mm-hmm. And inside of this book, you get the same questions that the janitor had given to Steve to process for your own life. Wow, okay. So you get to master your story. You get to master your gifts. You get to master your action. And you get to master your community. So absolutely, if you had this book and you were in a state of crisis, I guarantee, I promise you that this book would set you up for significant more success on the back end of that crisis. Okay. Then if you're not at a crisis... If you're at peak success right now, mm-hmm. uh, and you feel like you need nothing because you're you're soaring, right? Mm-hmm. So we get a little bit egotistical and sure. we lose a little bit of humility. Sure. Right? Uh, you know, this book is going to help both people, but it, it'll have a much more transformational impact 
on the person who's going through something challenging. This, this concept, the first part of it, is rooted in psycho a psychological theory called self-efficacy. Mm -hmm. We all want to be efficacious. Mm -hmm. We all want to be effective. All of the supplements that you sure. do, that you sell in here, efficacy is critical to them. Hundred percent. Right? If, yes. if they're not efficacious, you're out of business. Mm -hmm. Right. Sure. And so we all want to feel that way too. Mm -hmm. Right. And so the, the the idea about mastering your story is progressing from you. You, you talked about process a second ago. It's 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 progressing from quest from asking the question, can I do hard things, to a statement, I can do hard things, mm -hmm. to another statement, mm -hmm. I'm worthy of doing hard things, okay. and then bookending that with another question, what can I do with the hard things that I've experienced? Okay. And have you ever, you know who Jim Rohn is? Yes. 100%. So, you know, you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with, right. right? Yeah. So, I created a tool called the Future Five. Okay. Riffing off of, of Jim Rohn, giving him credit. Um, but, you know, there's, there's, there are six categories or six caves that we all need to explore in our, in, our inner journey for the mm -hmm. gold. Sure. It has to do with our faith, our family. Our fitness, our friends, our finances, and our fun. Okay. Okay. All F's. Six F's. Okay. Faith, family, fitness, friends, finances, and fun. Okay. All right. And there are six caves that we all need to enter mm -hmm. because that's where the gold lies. Okay. That's where that gold and treasure lies. And that's a you know, the the and those are oftentimes, as Joseph Campbell says, those are the caves that we fear to enter. Mm -hmm. Okay, because that's where the treasure lies. And so we need to go there, and, and, and we need to find five people in each of those caves who are, who are living currently where we desire to be. I see. And we're not, we don't need to obsess over them as a celebrity, right? but we need, be, we need to look at them holistically. Sure. Like, what, what are they doing with their life, mm -hmm. right? What and separates them? What from... separ and it's not just their wealth, right? That's mm -hmm. one aspect. How's their marriage? Okay. Right? How's their their spiritual health, their physical health? How is their family relationship? How are they looked at from the community outside of their entrepreneurial success, mm -hmm. right? And so not all the time, very infrequently, in fact, today, are you going to be able to get Andy Frisilla to be your mentor unless you're paying him a significant chunk of money. Sure. But guess what? If you can't be part of his inner circle or whatever they call it, the Ariette group or syndicate or something. Right, right. You, Arte, can, yeah. you can listen to his podcast. It's enough for me. And he can mentor you. Enough you for can me, listen yeah. to my podcast. You can buy this book. You sure. can listen to this, to Chris's podcast. And the thing is, it's, it's you know, obviously I, we, we love uh, Andy Frisella, but that's not the only person. So right. it's, it's it, I, I like, you know, it's akin to when you're, you know, you start weightlifting, right? Uh, right. Do you want to work out with the, the guy that's at the same guy or girl at the same level you're at, or do you want to find the most the person with the physique that you're trying to attain and you want to become their friend and start lifting with them because they obviously have the skills or knowledge to get you to that point. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's a well-rounded approach. Andy Frisell is great. I actually jump around. I, I, my moods change. Yeah. Sometimes I need more entertainment. Sometimes I'm Jocko podcast where I need that Navy SEAL approach. You know, you know? I had him on my show. Did you really? Yeah. I interviewed him live. No kidding. Yeah, episode 25. Let's talk about your show a little bit because I need to go back. I obviously missed some meat and potatoes there. I've listened to about three via my brother just saying, hey, check this guy out. And I'm like, 
didn't even really explain much of who you were, so I just started listening to the podcast. And Flynn, that name sounds familiar, you know. Uh, but anyhow, um, you, there was some really cool, cool stuff that I tried to implement via marketing. You had a gentleman, I think you can refresh my memory. We talked about that, but it was landing pages. And I personally didn't have the skills or the team, the personal skills to execute it. Um, I didn't have any team members that were available at that time. Since then, Mr. Meek from Meek Marketing and Consultant, we have executed to the point where it's like a sickness. Yeah, right. Like We've just, done a lot do of that anything. stuff. Yeah, so beyond my wildest dreams. So the vision boards, the, the 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 amazing part about once you start traveling down a road and somebody puts an idea, and then this is the reason why I like podcasts, YouTube videos, whatever, whatever floats your boat, having information from these celebrities. But Mike happens to be family association, happens to be we're from Aptos, Watsonville area. Coralitas, yeah. Coralitas, our neighbors, you know, we're county over. This is a gentleman that that has brought Jocko. Has brought. Please refresh my memory of the person. I mean, I mean I've had Jocko on. I've had Lou Holtz on. I've Lou had, Holtz, incredible. I've had you know Aaron Bali, who is the creator of Udemy.com. I've had Mel Robbins on. I've had Olympic athletes on. I mean, so but, this is a guy. This is a guy in our neighborhood. Yeah, county over. Yeah, writing a book, mastering the key, helping you work through your own because we all have ups and downs we have peaks and valleys helping you work through these peaks and valleys giving you an outline a blueprint a blueprint roadmap a f- roadmap but done in a fictional fictional setting yeah. so you can kind of relate uh to the struggles that this character is going through i i, I don't know man it's the stuff that's happening in the peninsula the stuff that's happening around me uh i yeah i like andy frisella but please if you haven't listened to mike's yeah. podcast please let us know how to find it but he is in town here he's someone that's super accessible he's on our our little little thing we're doing here it's, it's awesome amazing here. let's support the guy that's all that's all that. that's all i want to say you yeah, know it's a it's called the impact entrepreneur show it's in the description i think it's it's available on spotify and itunes and all of that place but i want to say one it's on th- your hat too it's a, oh, it's, oh, brace is, for impact this I'm is sorry. my this is my slogan brace for impact and the reason that is is because when you become the person who you create were created to be, you're going to set the world on fire, and you and you and everyone around you better brace for impact when that happens. Sure. I want to talk about passion for a second. I sure. think you just mentioned that word a second ago. It's it's my it's my pet word. I I love to to re-educate people about the meaning of the word passion, and I actually want to do that by telling people that if you're thinking about leaving your day job. Slow down for a second, mm-hmm. okay? The reason is because you probably don't understand what the word passion means. Mm-hmm. The word passion literally means the willingness to suffer for something. Right. And so when, when you understand that, when you do hit those hard times and the vision board's not working out, you're going to be willing to suffer for it. Mm-hmm. When you go to CrossFit like I do, sure. and I work out with Greg Amundsen, who's the, the original CrossFitter, mm-hmm. and he's like shredded. Mm-hmm. And and I love working out with that guy. Mm-hmm. And he, and all of the... I'm part of what, what we refer to as the 4 o'clock warriors because we right. all... The same crew kind of shows up sure. at the 4 o'clock class. Sure. But, but Greg... Greg has a specific life that he's living and, and he's incredibly disciplined. And I'm just going to be real. I like to drink bourbon, mm-hmm. and I like to eat tortilla chips, mm-hmm. 
And I'm not willing to suffer for being shredded. Sure. Okay? But I thought I was. Okay. But I had to put myself in a place where I could actually see what it took. And you've obtained it, right? I've seen pictures where well, you're... Well, I'm, 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 I'm fit. But you're I'm, fit, but I think you were oh, shredded, like, or at the point I, of I, where... Well, I was pretty... I was pretty Enough to yeah. get a taste of what it took yeah, and to I, I maintain. Was, yeah, I was right. like ten. I was like a ten percent body fat. Sure, at and one you're, point. you're 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 at a point where you're happy. You look great. I'm, you're healthy looking. I'm happy, you know. Sure, I, you fit I, right I, in. You, you know, know? And, just and because I, you got a taste doesn't mean you liked it, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, right. You know. And but the, the thing is, you and know, I wasn't willing to suffer you, for it. You can well long term, right? Like right. you know, uh, everyone on this table, uh, I gained weight, weight easy. I've I've actually been down to six percent. Had to work out twice a day for three months, uh, an hour of cardio, watch every macro, every grain of rice that went into my mouth. And as soon as I ate a cheeseburger, I gained 15 pounds. It's uh, just reality, yeah. you know. Um, smoothed out. I had abs, they disappeared like at the last bite of the whopper, Damn. you know. Damn those Viking <laughs> Yeah, right. So, um, Irish, right? Yeah. yeah Irish right. Viking, you know. So, yeah. anyways, uh, um, you know, and plus, it to me, it, you want to talk about passion? It's not a passion. You know, a passion is being healthy for my family, sticking around long term. I'm riding my bike on the trail. We're following. I had to reset. You know, uh, I had to follow the rules of Andy. You know, the protocol and restart my 75 days of double workouts and talk everything. about him, man. L- yeah. l- go back and watch his transformation. Yeah, I mean, look at this. This gentleman is. Yeah. How much you down, Brian? Thirty pounds. 30 pounds. Dude, He's been true. 55 days, yeah. And you were on your honeymoon. Oh, I've been I dying got, to ask you, did you... I got married. Do you have to restart? No. My gosh. No alcohol. I had... You double workouts every day? Double workouts, even on... Even, on even the, in Vegas? Even on the wedding day. The wedding on day? On the wedding day, I, I went Well, does for, that count? I, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Before the wedding, I went yeah. for and a you know walk. what I'm getting at, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. No. No, because that was like... If it was 30-second so workouts, workouts <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, TMI. I, I, yeah, exactly. I, uh, uh, you know, I went for a walk that morning. Came back. Uh, uh, you know, hung out with you know my kids a little bit. Um, my my two sons, and then um, and then I lifted weights. Took yeah. a shower, wow, shaved, went went read my book while I was waiting. You know, yeah, got so you dressed. Got, like I did all water, stuff. drinking your water, and yeah, I had a reception. Gallon, so, my gallon. So have you guys me. talked about the seventy five? Well, that's I what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. So okay. just to clarify, yeah, so yeah. so because yeah. I've seen it on social, but I don't know exactly. Yeah. yeah let, let's so, talk about it again because I had to restart. I went on vacation. Yeah. I didn't have the discipline, and that disappoints me, right? Because how do we right. get self esteem? We follow through what we tell ourselves. But right. you know, uh, uh, it, it's, it was a, it was a hard thing to do. But even Andy will talk about. I came back Monday, and I'm not saying I, I fell off the wagon. It's like I w- we literally went to Disney World. I my wife has the, the watch where we track every. We literally like 7.8 miles one day, 9.4, 11 the next day. I was working my butt off. Right. However, the protocol says two 45-minute workouts. I wasn't tracking my water. I was drinking water. I didn't know right. if I got a gallon or not. I'm freaking starting over. Yeah. It right. says no cheats, no freaking cheats. Yeah. Right. That's Andy Frisella's style. But if you're going to do something, you do it right and you follow through. Right. So right. I had a piece of pizza one night. I'm done. It's over. Right. Yeah. Starting from scratch. Yeah. I uh, didn't. That's so. I don't know. You know, but you yeah. need explanation of the seventy-five. So seventy-five hard, day hard, yeah. like seventy-five hard challenge is, uh, you know, two workouts a day. One of them has to be outside. It's mandatory. Forty-five minutes. One of them has to be outside. Now we live in a beautiful area. I spent my honeymoon in Vegas. Ninety degrees. Like it's not hard to do, right? It's yeah. easy. Go for a walk. You don't. It's not like CrossFit. You don't have to CrossFit, power lift. You don't have to do anything crazy. Um, I do lift. I lift three days a week, and I run and walk the, the other days, right? Um, and then 
you know, you got to drink a gallon of water. Um, I haven't had. Hence, any... we did that annoying exchange. Yeah, behind you, but... I, I've had, I've had, no, I've had a few energy drinks, but I've had nothing but water. Um, a couple times, I've had iced tea yeah. and coffee, but other than that, no, like, tell I Mike work... what it's done for you, though, like mindset wise, and you know. Uh... So before seven, so no alcohol. Uh, you got to eat right. You know, you can follow any diet you want. I do like a modified keto slash um, uh, intermittent fasting diet. So like. I, I've cut out carbs, carbohydrates. I used to eat a lot of candy, a lot of sugar. Uh, it, I work for Coca-Cola, so I work nights. Like I have access to all the soda I can drink at any time. I was drinking more soda than I was water and probably mm-hmm. a gallon a day of freaking Coke Zero oh like God, every right? day. Yeah, yeah, like it was when you can go to the machine and get it for free. Which like, dehydrates you, right? Yeah, it's, it's not the carbohydrates. It was just all bad. Empty you know? calories, dehydrates your chemicals. Well, it was like the zero calorie stuff, but it's just, I mean, it's yeah, like as bad or worse, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you got to take a progress pick and then read 10 pages of any book, you know? And uh, I recommend Master the Key for yes. uh, I just actually, I recommend it too. I, I just, uh, uh, I'm on the last 10 pages of Jocko's uh, Dichotomy of Leadership. Oh, cool. Um, so really great book. Uh, you know, I'm excited to hand it over to Chris and then, um, yeah, so 55 days, uh, I went through a wedding. I went through my birthday, my grandmother's birthday, my mother's birthday, Easter, uh, family in town. My wife's family's from New Jersey. So Italians, yeah, Italians. Um, and then, you know, we went to Vegas. Uh, we're lucky because we got this, we got this stay with family um, in Vegas and so you're not like down on the strip but we when we would go down on the strip it was salads you know it wasn't Mm -hmm. you know you're watching I'm like I want to eat those french fries but you can't you know and uh, you're in like one of the food capitals of the world and you're like making better choices I have one of the best steaks in Vegas I've ever had ever where at at uh, Bujan okay yeah that's one of the the, top places yeah. Yeah. yeah so so after 55 days um, I don't think I'll, I, I maybe, but I don't, I know I won't go back to the drinking beer the way I was, you right. know, and and bourbon. How, I love bourbon too, but like it was getting to the point where it was like, how do you feel? Game changer. I mean, it's, Light switch it's not even, it's not even like a comparison. Like yeah. there's, there's, I can't even remember what it used to be like. Let's sure. put it that way. Like sure. I, I, I made, we had before the wedding had decided that our favors were going to be gummy bears, like bags of gummy bears for everybody. And uh, uh, I made them all because that's just the way it worked out. And when I'm making them and I got, you know, the, the gloves on and I'm packing everything, the smell, which used to be like I couldn't eat them fast enough, was like turned me off. I don't think I'll ever eat another gummy bear in my life. And I'm pissed off about it, but that's, <laughs> quick, the, that's uh, the truth. Quick, quick little insight on gummy bears. The red, one, on the red ones, uh-huh. they actually get the coloring from bugs. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, so if that helps, I don't know. I mean, I mean, any I, red coloring it comes. But you from know a what be- you're yeah. proving to yourself? You're actually what, what? The reason why you can't act, you actually, I want you to to learn this because you you're actually proving a psychological principle. So you did something hard, right? right? And you've done something hard, mm-hmm. right? And you can't remember what it was like, right? That's actually rooted in science, yeah. yeah. And you, so you're building these new neuro pathways, exactly. That new neuropaths, yeah, new neuropathways that are that are going to create um, the ability for you to do new things and to take on new challenges. Right, because I think we were, we're. I wouldn't say we're stuck in a rut because we were still. We were. We. I mean, we phys- were. Hack- physically, we, we had were reached our. Out. We were hammering it, but the, 
The I axe remember wasn't sharp. The axe wasn't sharp. We would like, come and just sit around. Like we would, hey, we would say, like, yeah, Brian, you got to be here at one. Okay. Yeah. And then but what would happen when at one o'clock we'd hit a wall? Two o'clock, three o'clock, and then a day. I got to go to work, man. Yeah. Nothing. We yeah, get to, nothing. We get done. nothing. Or, or for like six far months. less. Yeah. Backwards. Far less. So so I've heard. Um, I don't know if it might have been from a podcast, but I, I kind of like you know, let's you go from one podcast and the guests on a podcast leads you to another person. That's the beauty of of being into per- personal development, yeah. right? And uh, I'm Make sure it's token. You've, you, I mean, you, you've gone. Tell us about like some of the. I think you went on a trip. To, I saw on your your Facebook there was some somebody you were following that you went on a trip. Uh, I don't know. It could be could be something that uh, uh, I, I missed mistook. Well, but like there was some some sort of like personal development person you flew across this, the country as something to see. But that being said, like the people you've had, the the relationship you built, have probably taken you farther. Oh, yeah. Than you've ever thought. Correct. I mean, I've I am I'm I'm yeah I'm blown away by what this the doors of this has opened up. One of my childhood personal personal heroes is Lou Holtz. Right. Not only did I interview him for my sure. show, but he used the first endorsement mm-hmm. for my book. And I, I never in my wildest dreams. But you're at that point where Lou Holtz is actually a person now to you, right? And let right. me explain what that. He's not just this unattainable right. celebrity. Because like if you're like me, I, I look at Priscilla Holtz, Jaco now because his podcast is blowing up. It's like meeting Michael Jordan or something because we're that invested in this mindset. Yeah. So when you have a Lou Holtz, I'm assuming if he's endorsing your book, he's on your cell phone. If you text him now, I'm sure he would text yeah, you I, back. It's not yeah. this. I mean, you have transitioned where it's reality, right? And yeah. if you can do it, peers. Mike, they're peers. They're not. Peers. They're not. They're not yes. Like, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, he's not like we don't call each other. And, and sure. And we're we're not like BFFs, but like. You know, but I, there are other people like, okay, we talked about Jocko. There's a guy named um, Kevin Lace, who's a New York Times bestseller mm-hmm. of, of a book called The Last Punisher. Mm-hmm. He is, he was uh, a fellow sniper on SEAL Team 3 with, in Jocko's Team Bruiser unit with Chris Kyle. Mm-hmm. I've been texting him this morning. In fact, if you go to my Facebook page, you'll see a picture of him holding my book. You know, amazing. Do you want us to uh, drop that Facebook page right now? Or you want to drop that Facebook page so people can I go mean, check it out? You, yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, I think if you go to facebook.com slash the impact mic, that's my personal um, Facebook page. Uh, it We're should link drop up it there. in the comments right now. Let me just pull it yeah, up. Yeah, we'll here. drop yeah. it in your comments. In the comments. Yeah, I mean, so a lot, actually, you know, the whole 75, kind of circle back a little bit, the 75 hard thing. That's what Andy talks about is you building the habits and the pathways of success because if you can do this, 55, I'm 55 days in. I'm actually technically I'm 57 days into everything except for one, one part, so it's 55 days uh, 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 officially. But I've been doing the diet and the workouts and all that stuff for two more days. Um, I just didn't take the damn pictures. Uh, I thought it was below me. Well, I remember. Right? I remember you just came Beneath in one me. day yeah, and you're like, "I'm doing this." Yeah, that was it. Okay, I'll do it too. <laughs> I, I mean, I, <laughs> that's I had kind a of friendship. That's like the five people around you. You know, right? You're doing it, or I'm doing it too. Right. And, and that's what I need. That's like, is my that wife, what you meant? That, my wife doesn't even get it. Like, yeah. we've, we've had, you know, not arguments, but like this. Like, I've had to tell her multiple times, like, I'm not stopping. There's nothing that's going to stop me from stop from doing. I, I won't eat. How's that? I won't eat if we can't. If we uh, all we have is fast food. I'm not going to eat that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. 
I'm going to drink my water. To tell an Italian woman that, 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 yeah, it ain't it. Yeah, well, she's always worried. Like, yeah, yeah, she's always worried. Like, you're gonna starve. Starve Like, what are you gonna do? And now, and actually, what it did for her was it motivated her, you know, to get back on track. And and you know, we had a wedding. We had we had some motivation. But for me, it was like I have to get out of the funk that I'm in. Let me tell you, I did the same for my wife. She's she's getting up, driving to Monterey. Doing her bar classes and doing, right? You know, and it, it just takes, you know, and and I think both of our spouses. I'm assuming the same for you, Mike. It's if we're if we're letting things, you know, slide, we're not being a power. The power of example at home, right? And uh, um, and you know, like if she's sliding, I'm sliding. But if if either one of us just picks up and goes, it's the same with Brian and I. Hey, let's do this. You're doing it. I'm doing it. My wife, yeah. you're doing it. I'm doing, she's right. doing her own version because they're yeah. never going to do anything no, that we do, not right? Hard. It's hard. <laughs> you know? It's hardcore. I, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody that's not willing, like, willing to suffer, right? It, it takes a passion to do it. You, it's not about getting ripped and it's not about the, it's about accomplishing something that's not easy. Sure. To- and, totally. And, and speaking of spouses, it's about, you know, we love our spouses, right? So it's like, it's, there's a giving aspect and then there's a sacrifice aspect. And so, by saying, by making the sacrifices that you guys are talking about doing, because mm. it's easy to, to go grab that hamburger and dominate it, right? The burrito, mm. whatever it is. Trust me, I know. But like when you don't do that, you're, it, it's a different way of saying to your family, I love you and I'm willing to suffer for you because right. I really want that burrito right now. Sure. That chocolate chip <laughs> cookie. But, but I, I want to be with you more. Right. Yeah. And I want to be present to you more because here's what's going to happen when you eat that burrito. It's going to it's going to satiate you immediately and then it's going to cause you basically to fall asleep. And so you're going to be kind of lethargic when you're around Mm -hmm. your kids. Mm -hmm. When you're when your 10 year old son says, hey, dad, let's go play catch. You're going to be sitting on the couch saying, I don't feel like right now I'm too tired. Burrito coma, son. Sorry, you can't do it. But, But isn't that amazing? Small tweaks. Small tweaks. Small tweaks. Well, I don't even have time to like sit on the couch anymore. Right. You know, like I, I sit at my desk when I'm at when I'm at home and I work, and I sit at my desk when I'm at work and I work and I work on a lot of different things there. But I used to like sit on the couch like in the middle of the day, right? Because my my normal shift doesn't start until later on in the day, so I have like the whole day to do whatever I want. I don't have time to do that. I don't have time to do it on the weekends anymore because now I feel the need to like. Do something sure. constantly. Be doing sure. something because I have now. I have the energy. It, I have the time. I have the mental energy. It brings like that childlike feeling back, man. Right. I, I, I was on a skateboard solving. We went to solving. We've been to solving five times. There's a skate park in solving. Is there really? Yeah, it's a really good one. I was my kids were there. I'm like, let's bring our skateboards. We kind of re- instead of going there to drink wine and cheese and be lazy, right? We went to solving. We were up at 6 a.m. The kids had their, you know, this was straight 75 hard. And I, I really don't even like talking about the fact that I, I don't even really know if I even went off the diet. But it, it is that extreme, and I respect the process so hard. I can't say that I yeah. formally went through with it. Right. And that's disappointing for me to say. But back then, you know, I was doing two workouts a day. I, went, I walked in solving, you know, around the town. And I saw the town where, in a perspective, I wouldn't have if I was drinking a scotch or some wine and just relaxing. But the point is, 6 a.m., we're up, sticking with our routine. I, I went to the skate park, skateboarded around for 45 minutes, fasted, drank water. My kids skateboarded. They went and had pancakes. We had, like, omelet, you know. 
ate clean the whole time. It was just a completely different experience than any other time that I've been there. I felt like came back to work rejuvenated. It wasn't about being lazy. I felt more bonded with my family because food affects everybody. And, and, and the knowledge of that next level mindset where you're not letting food control you you are eating to to sustain your you know your energy levels, but to also in, in, be present, aware with your family. It, it's really a game changer, and it's so easy to let that slip away from you. And this is not even this is like that one percent extreme mindset, you know, to be hyper aware of that. But changing those neural pathways, you know, Andy, I think was has spoken about, and maybe not has, has broken it down, but I'm almost positive he's he's hyper aware of like what the the intent of the 75 hard was was to create sure discipline yeah. so um but there's one, more than one way to skin a, a cat there's a million amazing people out there you uh, your book is brand new it, it, it dropped monday like we said it's available on amazon so let's get him let's get him up, up. help yeah he's a local guy so most of our viewership is is local Paperback and uh, Kindle, right? Yeah, paperback yeah, and Kindle. Know. The Audible version will be coming later. Are you doing the the voice? Are you doing the I'm voice? Reading it, yeah. Nice. Yeah, nice. I, I have the good radio voice. He so. does, man. Yeah, I like. Uh, uh, I listen to a lot of. Uh, he he says he listens to a lot of podcasts. I listen to probably ten times more than he does. Audiobooks, everything's audio for me because I don't have time to like sit down and watch a video sometimes, yeah. but. Um, you know, I'm constantly moving somewhere from one place to the next in my car or whatever. And uh, uh, anybody that can do their own book, I have mm -hmm. a lot of respect for because yeah, sure. you can hire somebody to do it. But if you can sit down there and, and then sure. passionately read your own, like, yeah. I, I, mean, I wrote every single word on that awesome. in this book. Um, and I wrote, I designed the layout in such a way so it's super easy to read. Yeah, it's big, big font, too. Big font. Um, you know, not like vision impaired type font, but like, you know, sure. mid size, good size font. Um, so, because I, I want this to be accessible. Mm -hmm. And and I actually, before I sent the book to the editor, one of the things I did was I put it in a tool called the Hemingway Editor app. I put every single page through that app to make sure that its reading level was at the sixth or seventh grade. Okay. So that it would be super easy for people to digest not a lot of like complicated sentences and structures long and concepts words. and long dollar words you know yeah yeah you know just because because what's his name leonardo da vinci or michelangelo one of the two said that simplicity is the ultimate sophistication and one of the greatest compliments i've received from a friend of mine who is one of the guys that i go to when i know i need like the absolute brutal truth mm -hmm. i i sent him the book and he Text me back, simple but compelling, mm -hmm. and that I'm like, sweet. We have you a you're on the right track. Cool, awesome. Yeah, man. man. We'll be doing this for an hour. It, it escaped us. That's good though. Bonkers. No, it's great because um, some of these have been like pulling teeth, man. No, I'm just, just kidding. Just, <laughs> no, just kidding. What, what you need to know, and, and, and he's been pulling probably teeth. Probably your brother Matt can attest to this that whenever you get a Flynn talking, well, oh, yeah. it's hard to get a Flynn to shut up. Spencer, right. Spencer's as well. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, you know, so the name of the book again is "Master the Key: A Story to Free Your Potential, Find Meaning, and Live Life on Purpose." And your uh, social. Yes, yeah, so I am on Instagram and Twitter at the Impact Mike. 
My Facebook page for the podcast is The Impact Entrepreneur Show. I'm available on pod- – I have a personal profile on Facebook as well where I've been sharing a lot of stuff. Um, I don't, there's no, there's no back-end funnel that I'm trying to get people into to pitch them on a course that, I'm, that they're going to buy for $9.97. Mm-hmm. Like this is, this is the message. Like this is it, right? And so uh, there's no gimmicks here. So Mike's Mike's uh, uh, funnel is twelve dollars and ninety nine cents, yes. or you can get the one ninety nine Kindle version until Friday, and then the Kindle goes up to six ninety nine, and the paperback goes up to fourteen ninety nine. So get get it Good. now. Raise your so, prices. Yes. So that's great, man. Um, thank you guys for having me on. Yeah, no, you're no, thank you guys. Thank you for coming. Yeah, and and you know, I think the ultimate like underlying theme here is. You know, you have all the tools. You just have to go and figure out how you're going to unlock them. And yourself, Andy will man. tell you the same exact thing. I mean, mm-hmm. like he and and Jocko and all of this stuff, right? Like, forget about all of the stuff. We could we got all these cameras and stuff here, and it's it's the purpose of them is to facilitate the message, right? Mm-hmm. And so each one of us, when we think about our purpose and what we're here to do, the most important question, and maybe we can wrap with this: the most important question that we can each ask ourselves every day is not what is my purpose? It's what am I here to facilitate? Mm-hmm. And that Thank opens you. the doors to a, a much broader experience of life and impact. Love it. Perfect. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I can't say anything, add anything better than that. So right on, guys. that's a wrap. Thank you. All right, everybody. So uh, it's been the Misfit Sessions podcast episode 10. Wow. We missed two seeds, two weeks, but uh, we're going to be back with a vengeance. Again, my name is Brian Meek, the owner operator of Meek Marketing and Consulting. And uh, we were just educated with a fantastic author, Mike Flynn. Everybody out there, have a great day. And uh, Chris, do you have anything to add before we no. leave? I just encourage you to get his book. That's all. Man. All right. So you can find it on Amazon. Local. And uh, yeah, everybody, we'll see you later. Peace. Peace. Oh, I did. I didn't realize that there was actually going to be two, so I